0: Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Brother Cooper coming to you today from somewhere along the revival trail. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. We've been studying in the book of Ruth, and we will continue with Ruth today, and this will be study number four, and we are down through the first five verses. Can you believe it? Five verses in, three studies, and number four today. We'll get into verse six, and we'll see how far down we can go, but uh, I want to look at this book, and we're going to spend some time here. I love it. I I, I just got asked this question recently. What's my favorite book? Old Testament book or New Testament book? I cannot tell you that. I wish I could. I I, I can't pick one. I almost don't know if it's right to pick one. I love I love them all. I love Genesis. There's so much there. Uh, I, I I but I, I love Psalms. Of course, I love all these books of the Bible. But Ruth is definitely on my favorites list. I love this book. It's only four chapters, but it's so packed. Just four chapters. A book named one of the two books in the Bible. You know, named after a woman but uh the book of ruth a beautiful story of redemption redemption means to buy something back really it's the price paid for a slave christ redeemed us he bought us bag. Um, for, was it First Peter uh, one eighteen? I believe? Uh, if I have that reference wrong, you can uh, fire me, but uh, you're not redeemed with corruptible things of silver and gold, right? But it goes on to say, but with the precious blood of Christ. So we see a good picture here in this Old Testament story of our New Testament salvation. It's also a story of providence. The word providence means God's leading, God's guiding, and God's directing, and God working behind the scenes, and directing the steps of our lives. And so as we look at this book, we'll see those two things unfold. Now, the first chapter reminds us that life is full of choices and that choices have consequences. And while you can make your decision, you can choose to choose, you cannot choose the consequence of your decision. And we'll see that happening here, where Elimelech makes a decision, and the decision is based upon emotion and not principle. It's based on expediency, not eternity. It is based on the need of the flesh, not the directing of the spiritual impulse, no question about it. He takes his family out of Bethlehem, Judah, Bethlehem Judah is the house of bread and praise, and he takes him to Moab. Moab is a place cursed by God, expressly forbidden, a place that God's people are not to mingle with, marry into, or have any dealings. They're supposed to just stay out of there, stay away from it. It's almost like uh, Luke 15, the parable of the prodigal son, the far country. It's negative. It is wicked. It is godless. It is out of God's will. It is a type and picture of the world. All right? This man takes his family because of a famine, no food on the table. It's amazing. I've said this so many times, but I want you to hear it in case you didn't. If you want a spiritual man to make an unspiritual decision, affect his flesh, afflict his flesh, uh, discomfort his flesh, Uh, touch his pocketbook, touch his belly, touch his body. He'll make an unspiritual decision if he's not careful. It is so important that you and I hide the Word of God in our heart, anchor ourselves in Bible principle. Because when these seasons of famine, quote-unquote, come, if we're not careful, we'll get our families out of the will of God. That's what he does. He takes his family to Moab. He thinks, well, at least there's food there. Maybe I'll make some more money if I go there. And so he takes his family uh, out of a place that God has historically blessed and used, a place where he has met his wife, raised his children, had his home, uproots at all to go to Moab. Now, his plan was, I'll just sojourn in Moab. Sojourning means I'll just stay for a moment. I'll pass on through, and then once I get what I need, I'll get back to where I ought to be. You and I know well, you cannot play games with God's will. You don't just hop in and out of it. It is a lot easier to get out of God's will than it is to get your way back into it. And sin seems like something, well, I'll play with sin, but really sin is playing with you. And the thing is, you might be playing with sin for a season, but sin is playing for keeps. And what you think you can just take and put down will get such a hold on you that you'll live with it, deal with it, battle it longer than you ever thought you would. This man sojourns, he thinks, in Moab. He takes his wife Naomi, his sons, Malon and Kilion, but the Bible said that they continue there. And they stay there for so long, long enough for Elimelech to die. He dies out of God's will. He dies away from God's God's blessing. He dies away from a place of sacrifice. He dies in a place he ought not be and never should have gone. And he's buried deep under the dirt of the far country. What a horrible testimony. God helped that not to be mine or yours. That, yeah, there was a day Daddy was in God's will. There was a day when Daddy was served God. There was a day when we were blessed and had bread and lived in a place where God was praised and songs were sung and everything was just all right. But there was a day we made a bad decision. Daddy got us out of the will of God, and now he's dead. He died out of God's will. And that's got to be the worst statement that could ever be made or said about a person is that they died out of God's will, a child of God, but not in God's will. After some time, Elimelech, dead, Naomi, a widow. She's trying to raise those boys the best she knows how, but they're being raised outside of God's will. They're being raised outside of God's worship. They don't know anything about the God of Bethlehem, Judah. All they know is what's going on in Moab. So these boys, as will happen, naturally marry Moabite as women. They unequally yoke themselves to these girls. That is one of the consequences of a decision made the first verse of the text where to eliminate God's family out of God's will. He is trying to help them, and he hurts them. He's trying to relieve the pressure, and he's going to put so much pressure on his family that it breaks into a thousand pieces. And these boys live there, married to these girls about a decade, and they die. They die. So now Naomi is there in Moab, a far country, out of the will of God, a widow and childless. She had left with a husband. She had left with two boys. She had left being full and having a blessed, happy home, and now she's a broken, bitter, emptied, destitute woman, standing there in the remnants of what once was a happy family with these two pagan daughter-in-law staring at her and they're all three wondering how in the world are we ever going to make it now listen you might make a bad decision and get it right but i wonder who's going to get it wrong during your time of bad decision that'll never get back i wonder what will happen one decision but a stream of consequences Now, we're going to get to a new verse today, and I love this statement in verse 6. Verse 6, if you want to write down mercy, if you want to write down grace, if you want to write down long-suffering, if you want to write down second chances, right here is a good verse to put that beside of. Because in verse number 6, it says, Then she arose with her daughters-in-law, that she might return from the country of Moab. That is so parallel to Luke 15, where that young man comes to himself, said, I will rise and go to my father. I'll arise. you got to get up because you're always down when you're out of God's will. You're not up out of God's will. You're down in God's will or out of God's will. So he's going to rise up. She rises up and said, I'm going back to Bethlehem. But there's something that motivated her to go back. I've got this next phrase underlined in my Bible. It's shouting ground. It's a great lesson for us to learn. It's something we had to tuck away in our spiritual hip pocket, pull it out whenever our heart is troubled by the affairs of this life. For she had heard in the country of Moab, how that the lord had visited his people in giving them bread somehow some way word gets to naomi that god is blessing back in bethlehem There must have been a buzz in the air, maybe a messenger that knocked on her door, but somebody carried the gospel of Bethlehem, if you will, the good news that bread is back on the table. God is blessing where he's always blessed. God is moving where he's always moved. God is good where God's always been good. Back there in Bethlehem, and then added on to that, by the way, you can come back. That's good news, isn't it? I'm glad that with God, the welcome mat is always out at the front door of his home. The light's always on. He's there with an extended hand to bring us back in if we'll just come back to God. Thank God he's blessing where he's always blessed. You know what? You've gotten out of the will of God. You say, how do I get back in? Go back to where you met God before. Go back to church. Sit down in the pew. Sing the hymns. Shout on the choir. Say amen during the preaching. God is still blessing what he's always blessed. He still blesses the church. He still blesses the Bible. He still blesses the preaching. He still blesses the soul winning he still blesses the standards he still blesses the holy living god still blesses where he's always blessed if god has blessed you there before he'll bless you there again don't run don't hide don't flee don't let the flesh be the captain of your life anchor yourself in the lord and stay and watch god bless again that's all the time we have for today until next time pray with me for revival thank you for joining us today for striving for revival with justin cooper listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival